0: Let us pray, dear Lord, how thankful we are for this brand new year, for all the blessing that you've extended to us, for the gift of life and health and provision. In the name of Jesus, bless us as we shall study your word today, and bless us to do the word and obey your will. In Jesus' name, thank God, amen. Happy new year, everyone. We've come to the first Sunday of the year. And we thank God for allowing us to see another year. I want to speak to you today from Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7, where the Bible says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts." and no one opens. I know your words. I have set before you an open door, and no one can shed it, for you have a little strength, and have kept my word, and have not denied my name." The location of the city of Philadelphia was in what is now known as the nation of Turkey. The city of Philadelphia still exists. Today, it's called Ala Shohai. Its population is about 15,000 and about one-third of its inhabitants are Christian and about one dozen churches. The city in biblical times experienced many earthquakes because it was located above a fault which was quite active. The city persisted because the people did not move away and it was in a fertile, vine-growing area and because it was on a hill, it was very easy to defend. It is thought that the church was made up mostly of converted Jews. They were confronted with two major problems. First, the city was a heathen city, given to idolatry and the pursuit of pleasure. The majority of the people worshipped Dionysus, god of wine, and revelry. The idolatry and wickedness of the city imposed great pressure and stress on the believers who were trying to live for God. The small group of Christians were also assailed within and without by those who rejected the Gospel and the epistles and respected only the Old Testament scripture. And though they related to the church, they were still bound in heart to the old covenant. They sought to influence Jewish Christians to respect their racial ties and traditions rather than their loyalty to Jesus Christ and to revert to that from which they had been delivered rather than going forward to greater things in Christ. The Philadelphian church was a little church in a little town and the city was much smaller than Ephesus or Laodicea, the church was not considered by any to be a great church. But we must notice that this church and the church at Smyrna were the only churches which were totally commended by Jesus Christ. Thus, Christ considered them to be great churches. The acclaim of man is one thing, but I want God to be pleased with West Angeles Church. In Joshua 24, 15, Joshua said to the people, Choose you this day, whom you will serve. And then he said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so no matter what people say, it's God's evaluation that really makes a difference. And so in verse 7, Jesus introduces himself as he that is holy and true. Not only is he righteous and pure, he's also trustworthy. He wanted the Philadelphian church to know he was not like the false god Dionysus who fostered immorality. He was holy and dependable. He also wanted them to know that when they stood for holiness and truth, they were standing with him, no matter how many people were on the other side. But he also introduced himself as he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man sheddeth and shut it, and no man open it. These words were also an exact quote of Isaiah 22 and 22. And in this verse, Isaiah speaks of Eliakim, who was to become the chief of the house of Hezekiah. The symbol of his authority was to be the key to the storehouse and the riches of King Hezekiah, and the key was called the key of David. But here, Jesus reveals that. Now it is he who has the key of David and the symbol of power. In Luke 1.32, the angel Gabriel announced that Jesus would receive the kingdom on the throne of David. So God the Son wrapped himself in human flesh and died for the sins of humanity. He arose from the dead and now rules over all creation. And Jesus said in Matthew 28.18, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he also said in Revelation 1:19, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Yes, he has the key of David. He opens and no man can close. And he closes and no man can open. People may try to restrict you. They might try to close you in, but they don't have the key. Jesus has the key. And let's stop to observe the church at Philadelphia and learn why it was that they were the recipients of these wonderful promises contained in this letter. In the first place, their works were good. When Jesus said, I know your works, he implied that their actions pleased him. Faith, if it has not works, is dead. And James 2.17 says, Faith, if it has not works, is dead. There's a need for us to show God some good works, to really do something for him. Talk is cheap, but the old folk used to say it takes money to buy land. The Philadelphian church did not make or take smallness as an excuse. With the little they had, they worked for God. And this is good for us as individuals to understand, meager resources and ability and people's low concept of us are not excuses for doing nothing. If you wait for everything to be just right, you'll never do anything. And in the second place, they had a little strength. He informed them that he knew the limits of their ability. that he only expected of them what they were able, with his help, to do. And in speaking of their little strength, he seems to commend them on their awareness of their own capacities. They did not feel that they were so strong and stable, that they did not need God. But aware that they only had a little strength, they were continuously before the Lord, asking for his help, asking for his assistance. In Matthew 26 and 41, the Bible says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And those who had only a little strength did not go beyond their strength and their ability. Some do this and they are caught in the trap of the devil, but they did not use their little strength as an excuse for failure. Jesus said, I know your strength is small, yet you have kept my word. This means first that they studied his word and they knew his word. Second, it means that in their beliefs, they did not stray from his word. Thirdly, it means that they did not stress those aspects of his word that they wanted to stress while ignoring the rest of them. They studied the whole word of God and fourth, it means that they obeyed the word of God. In the midst of persuasions and temptations, they did not yield. Day and night, they lived the life. When in public, they were holy. When in private, they were holy. When they were known, they were holy. When nobody recognized them, they were holy. Some people are holy around the church, and when they are not around people who know them, They cast their holiness aside. But when everybody around was following their idolatry, the believers at Philadelphia kept and obeyed the word. The Philadelphian church did not deny the name of Christ. They stood up and confessed the name of Jesus. The Jews were blaspheming his name. The Romans were making fun of his name, but the church stood up for Jesus. Many were worshiping Dionysus and Bacchus, Others were worshiping the Roman emperor and persecuting all who refused to pay homage to him. But no matter what happened, they stood up for Jesus in the courtroom, in the streets where they were talked about and ridiculed and persecuted and tormented, they stood up for Jesus. But in their lives, even in the United States, they stood up for Jesus. But beyond that, they endured adversity, patience, in the New Testament usually means the ability to endure adversity. In verse 10, Christ observed that they kept the word with patience. They were not on again, off again saints. They had endurance. Some folk can't endure anything. They give up at the slightest provocation, start many things that can't really stick with them. And then finally, they had something. I know they had something. Because Jesus told them in verse 11 to hold fast to what they had. So many believers are quick to give up what they have in Christ, fighting the same battles over and over again, reaching a certain level, backing off from it, and having to struggle to reach that level again. But whatever gains they made, Jesus encouraged them to hold on to them. People of God, hold on to what you have and try to get more of God's anointing. But after talking about the qualities of this church, let us discuss the blessing which Jesus promised to them. Let us start at the end of the letter and go back toward the beginning. Jesus said first, I will write upon him the name of God and the name of the city of God and my new name. This means that they would be full citizens of God's kingdom and that they would be entitled to all the rights and privileges of representatives of God. When you really become identified with the work of God and the program of God, then God becomes identified with you and your needs and your problems. And then second, in verse 12, he promised them, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out. This means that he will be among the redeemed forever. And third, verse 11 lets us know, each faithful believer in Philadelphia was promised a crown. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and 8, henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And listen, because they bore their cross, they would receive a crown. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown and then fourthly he promised to keep them from the hour of temptation second peter 2 9 the lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation i see somebody in this audience today coming out of that trouble out of that trial in the power of god and in first corinthians 10 and 13 there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Tell somebody you can bear it. Fifth, he promised to vindicate them before their enemies and to cause their enemies to respect them. At a certain point in my career, a certain brother said to me, we're going to keep you down for a while longer. And I responded that I was glad that it was God who determined how readily a person could rise. And a few years later, when he had a rather extreme loss in an election, I could not resist observing to him that he was the one who said he was going to keep me down. Be careful trying to keep somebody else down. You may find that you're being kept down yourself. God does not always destroy your enemies. Sometimes he keeps them around so that they can see your victory. He prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And so he said, and I sat before you an open door. And this is for men today, for this passage is closed by the words, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And finally, Jesus says, today I can open doors that no man can shut, and I can close doors that no man can open, and the door to peace and happiness cannot be opened by education, the door of salvation cannot be opened by wealth or by military might, the door to sanctification cannot be opened by immorality or sin, but child of God. He said, I know your words. my eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good and i know that you have just a little strength sometimes you were talked about and ridiculed men say that you're foolish and crazy and it sometimes seems that life is just passing you by sometimes it seems that you are all alone in this cruel world your trials seem so painful your burdens are so heavy your way It's so rough, and your temptations are so severe. I can understand because I was tempted at all points, just like you are, Jesus said, and yet without sin. But you've kept my word. You held on. You've not denied my name. Child of God, don't get discouraged. Don't turn around. I've set before you an open door, a door of survival, a door of blessing, a door faith, a door of strength. He said, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, I will uphold thee with my victorious right hand. Listen, it's a door of power. You don't have to stumble along or be afraid. Second Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. It's a door of prosperity. God is your sword and your shield, he'll give you grace and glory, and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. It's a door of power, it's a door of companionship, it's a door of deliverance, it's a door of victory. Thanks be unto God, who giveth us the victory. It's a door of opportunity, If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Behold, I set before you an open door and no man can shed it. We cannot see through the future. We cannot see through tear-dimmed eyes. We can walk on by faith in God. Child of God, walk on. Hold on. Throughout the year 20... 21, God says I set before you an open door. Walk through that door in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands and give thanks and praise to God for his goodness and his grace. I see you in the future, and you look much better than you look right now. Say with me the prayer that every sinner must pray and that having prayed it, He receives wonderful forgiveness for all of his sins. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me, dear Lord, for what I've done and what I have been. But I love you, dear Lord, because you can make me all that I must be. Thank you for giving your son to die for my sins. Thank you that he arose from the dead. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and I give my life to Thee in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.